0: Hi, my name's Georgina Cook, and this is the Vision of Sound podcast. Conversations at the crossroads where music and art meet. I'm a photographer, artist, and passionate music lover, whose camera has portrayed everything from punk gigs to Glastonbury, sweaty drum and bass raves, and the dark dance floors of early dubstep. Vision of Sound is my chance to celebrate other creative people making work about or inspired by music. I'm really excited to be chatting to photographers and artists, publishers, designers and filmmakers about their perspectives of the sounds they love. In this episode we have a double whammy of talented guests, both of whom are entrenched in the current musical landscape of the UK's great city of London. George Nindy is a filmmaker who in his own words makes work about music, art and togetherness. Wumi Olaozbikun, aka Wumsom, is an illustrator creating murals, logos, portraits, flags, book and record sleeves. I first met Wumi and George at Steamdown, a buzzing weekly live music night in Deptford that is a hub for what is often labelled London's new jazz scene. To me they epitomise the importance of the wider community around underground musical genres, as between them they give vision to the unique sound and vibes of Steamdown. Some of the things we talk about in this episode include Influences
1: My favourite, favourite anime ever is an anime called Samurai Champloo
0: How music inspires vision
1: When I'm there and I'm in the room and I feel this whole vibration or whatever it is that's going on in that room I get pictures and images in my head that I just want to let out
0: And being part of a creative community
2: Community and family are good words to describe it where you've got all sorts of different people and they are all part of the same thing. It's not just the band and then these other people on the side.
0: Welcome Wimmy and George. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Woo whoo. woo! <laughs> that was
1: a good intro. Good yeah. intro.
0: Thanks. That's good to know.
1: Apart from the what well,
0: the kids call it now?
1: They call it South London Jazz. UK Jazz. <laughs> London Jazz. UK Jazz. It's all sorts, man. Like, I would say, like, it's hard to just pin it to UK Jazz. I think there's so much more different influences that come together. I guess, in essence, there's a jazzness to it, because a lot of people think jazz and improvise and making stuff up work together. But I'd say it's so much more than jazz. I
2: think some people are getting a bit tired of being categorised in there, but they they don't have a new word for it yet, so we just have to wait for someone to actually put, put a name to it.
0: From my experience of seeing music genres kind of spring up, that's nearly always something that happens at the beginning. It gets labelled and it usually doesn't quite fit according to you know the artist's perspectives.
1: I think a lot of people have come from jazz backgrounds. When you're introducing people who aren't necessarily into that music it's very easy to tell them that there's a saxophone and they instantly think jazz you know we're figuring it out i'm playing i'm toying with diaspora funk i don't know why like just there's something about the concept of the diaspora and all these different places coming together in london not even just in london because there's stuff happening up north as well it's a whole bunch of people all coming together to create what feels like a really unique sound a new thing for sure
2: I think another reason why jazz gets is so sticky is because improvisation, especially if steam down is such an important part of what's going on. And that does come from jazz.
1: In a way. But I mean, then you'd even go back and trace where did jazz get it from. You know, like I use the diaspora thing because I know that when it comes to like African drumming and stuff like that, there's always that kind of adding something new to the turnaround, to the table, to the spin, you know, always adding something new, trying to make it different to what it was just before. Something completely new in the mix. I ain't trying to claim nothing, because I'm <laughs> African. I'm just saying, like, it comes from somewhere, but we don't know where it is yet, and we're figuring it out.
2: There is one term that Steamedown has been floating around, which is Afro-infinitism.
1: Jeez, that one gets me gassed.
2: They're still trying to think of a new word, something better than
1: that. Yeah, we're getting somewhere.
0: You say we, that's really nice. It's quite a collective process of kind of naming what it is. I
1: mean, we're always just in discussions about it. Like, you'll see us before and after down. And like when we're in other spaces that are kind of connected to steam Down and the people there, we're always having these discussions. We're always thinking about kind of post-colonial, pre-colonial, flipping, like conversations around sort of origins. A lot of that kind of drives the music, but then also directly from our direct experiences as well. Obviously, hip hop does a lot of playing with things. Grime now is becoming a thing where everybody's like trying to turn things around and put them upside down but it's coming from the streets as well so it's not just these kind of not archaic but it's not just like these historical things it's also these very current things
0: in the single free my skin really he grime in that like big time every time i hear it i also hear we need some more girls in here (laughs) i can really hear it what do you know about
1: we need some more girls in here i can i can plainly say there's not too many men at steam down there's not too many men i mean it might be crawling in but like there's a lot of gal at steam down so you know just just saying just saying it's
0: a wonderfully mixed crowd at steam down
1: there's actually i think there's been an effort from the get-go to make sure that it's a place that's quite comfortable that a lot of the women feel really comfortable in i'm not saying we're great at it i'm just saying we've been thinking about it you know that's that's been a, a thing that's been on our minds you know
0: so you both essentially visual communicators Mm. Mm -hmm. and you're very much connected to Steam Down as you've just been expressing. It is really sort of special to hear just how involved you are in it. Photographers and artists can often be kind of involved in a music scene but still be a little bit on the outside. Mm. But You guys are right in the middle of it, aren't you? Helping to make things happen, pushing it forward. How does that feel?
2: So down has been described as a collective sometimes and it's maybe not entirely accurate because not every decision is made collectively there is still a leader, a manager. But I do like the the word collective because it means that people like me when me can kind of consider ourselves more part of the group mm. because it's not restricted to musicians it is everyone around. But I think that like community and family are good ways to describe it where it really is. You've got all sorts of different people and they are all part of the same thing. It's not just the band and then these other people on the side.
1: Yeah, the music definitely drew us in. I think for me, it did feel like this big kind of family or at least people who are having the same kind of conversations. And that gives us a sense of comfortability with each other. And, you know, we kind of value, you know, different things perspectives or different inputs into that conversation. I think just artists as well like creative people we like to come together and discuss and play with ideas and all that sort of stuff. I I, I freaking love everyone's music. I love it and it's always been a kind of source of inspiration or motivation for me to create visual work. Um, When I'm there and I'm in the room and I feel this whole vibration or whatever it is that's going on in that room I get pictures and images in my head that I just want to let out and show and describe to other people. And it's an energy exchange, kind of a backwards and a forwards thing. It might be a bit different for you. In fact, how did they get you on board? That's the thing that I want to know.
2: I think it's similar to a lot of people where you've got friends that are going to Steam Down regularly. And every week they're like, you have to come to this thing, come mm. down to this thing. It's just in Deptford, it's not far. It's amazing. And every week you're like, oh. And then finally you go and then you realise why they would not stop bugging you to come to this thing.
1: Mm-mm. But then for you to actually get involved as a visual artist or as a creative person, you almost like saw where you could fit in.
2: Early on, I was hearing that they were looking for someone, a filmmaker, to make a documentary. I guess early on they knew that everything that was happening should be documented. Mm. So yeah, I was introduced to Wayne as a filmmaker and we started talking about doing a documentary. But then naturally ended up doing some promos and more video stuff. We're doing a live stream social media videos, other short documentaries. It's
1: another thing about Steam down. You all feel a part of it, even if you're not a musician. So even if you're just dancing. Like me, I'm, I'm basically a hype man. I'm there, I'm waving the flag. I'm like... Trying to catch all the beats, I'm like indicating to other people in the crowd, trying to do synchronized dance moves, all of that sort of stuff. One of those things where it's just like I feel like oh, I kind of want everybody involved in this. It's funny because I'm an artist, so I spend most of my time at home trying to draw, trying to create stuff, and that's like a really nice way of kind of being able to release and express in what I feel is a healthy manner. So I've been going steam down since the first one. Just my little humble brag there. I remember the whole conversation of steam down being started, and I remember. You know, us even talking about the whole term of Afro-infinitism or Afrofuturism, even blackness and like just the challenges around all the labels and stuff. And again, those conversations were really important. We're trying to map and understand what this thing is. I remember one time I was at Steam Down. I was drawing while there, like I literally draw, trying to capture the energy. I just want to dance, but I'm like trying to control myself and draw. I'm trying to like, no, I need to capture this moment. I had this brush pen and the movement of my hand was just like capturing every note. It was actually really dope. And then I really felt like I captured the essence of the room or essence of what was going on there.
0: That is a real like pure vision of sound, like the name of this podcast, you know, actually being in a room where there's music playing and people dancing and your strokes are in rhythm with the yeah with the music. George, how is it sort of filming Steam Down and the difference also between making a film that you're editing and doing a live stream? It can be tough,
2: even just shooting, it'd be tough to know how much to be in the moment and how much to capture the moment and it can be tough as more and more things are kind of getting added to my plate with the live stream. We're going to have to have two crews basically, a live stream crew and a documentary crew. It's tough but I think that's where you learn that you really, I think it is a general filmmaking thing that you need a team, there's a lot you can do on your own, but you re- really do need people to help you out. And I think Steamdown is a place that is really good at bringing people. People really want to help out because they just appreciate what's going on. So that does make it a bit easier. But yeah, there's a lot to manage.
0: It seems quite challenging, like at the peak busyness at Steamdown, it's, it's hard to move around. How do you kind of overcome that challenge? As
2: round as it can be, people are really respectful. And if you need to go through, then people will let you through. At Bustamantis, I was shooting with quite a big camera and I realized I I needed to buy a smaller camera just so (laughs) I couldn't be carrying this big thing around in such cramped spaces.
1: Bustamantis was sardines, sardines, mate. From first, when it was like 20 people and it was like nice and we could all do like the whole Casper slide, now, like, I can't imagine us going back.
2: There was always that speaker that I could go and stand on the speaker in the corner. I think the last theme down of 2018 I was literally just standing on a stool. <laughs> yeah. There's no stage but on stage pretty much you just had to be in there.
1: Wow. Probably helped you quite a lot with your like discerning like just I've got to get there.
2: Yeah you need a bit of confidence but because team now is so special you just have that conviction that this has, has to be captured I have to be in that spot right now so you just do it.
1: Yeah magic moments man.
0: How has it been for you with me being involved from the beginning and seeing, seeing the scene kind of progress and being part of that progression as well. You know, the single's been released and- Whoop whoop. I understand that Down Collective have been traveling around quite a lot.
1: It's weird because as much as I feel part of it, I think there is a good balance between me being a part of it, but me also looking at it from afar sometimes. And that's been quite healthy because we all got other lives to live as well, but then it's like we come in and it's like we, we do our appropriateness. It's definitely been growing really nicely. It's gone through growing pains, it's gone through difficulties and stuff like that, but the heart of it has always been that expression and the music and yeah, that, that community. It's almost like every area is covered. You know that the music is always gonna be good. You know that people are gonna turn up and there's gonna be good people there for a vibe. Just seeing it grow, it's like, it's, it's definitely been beautiful. I feel very precious about Steam Down, but I'm also, what it is gonna grow into I feel quite confident about it. At first I was really like, oh man, you know, oh, the crowd might change or, oh man, I don't want it to sell out. Uh, them getting, you know, the signings and all of that sort of stuff. I was really worried about that because I'd be like, no, don't, don't change this special space that has been created and that we really enjoy. Seems like a lot of people who have been getting involved have all trying to, they all feel the same way that I do and they're all trying to put positive, I guess, energy into it. Even when they asked me to do the single cover, I was really happy because I've been here, innit? You know, they had every right to be like, oh, let's let's hire somebody who, you know, is sick at this artwork or somebody who's well known and didn't all of that sort of stuff. But the fact that they came to me knowing what I do, uh, I'm really grateful. And I think what I'm really trying to get at is the fact that I try with all my might to put that energy into it without trying to receive, without trying to take. There's a thing we've seen down, it's like everybody's adding their thing to the melting pot, to this big cauldron of whatever it is that we're making. And we're not necessarily giving it so that we can receive, we're giving it because whoever needs it can take from it. (laughs) of had that concept when i made the flag as well it's almost like this swirl this melting pot of just like all these things everyone's adding their bit kind of like the improvisation as well just everyone's adding their their spin their thing because they want to see it grow and every once in a while that will come back to you listen i ain't no new age i ain't on that on that whole kind of wave but (laughs) it's that whole idea of like you put something in and that will, will help somebody it will energize somebody it will encourage somebody and when it comes back to you just be grateful man yeah, don't think you owned it. Just be grateful. The more I've kind of been cool with just giving that creative energy when I have, um happier yeah, I've been with it. And it's growth.
0: Brilliant.
2: Have you had Emma Warren on the podcast?
0: Uh, on Friday morning, actually, we're yeah. doing Whoop-whoop. the show.
2: Well, I'm sure Emma will talk about this concept called musicking. It's the idea that everyone that's in that space, everyone that's related to the music, including the audience, they're all contributing to the process of, of music so even if you're not a musician you are still musicking and everyone contributes whether it's like the artists photographers people that are dancing a lot to help create that vibe but even if you're just bobbing your head in the background you're still contributing to the vibe and that energy exchange and I think that relates to what you're saying that you put stuff into it you're not expecting to get stuff out but it's like an energy exchange and I guess maybe that's on a slightly different level for me when we,
1: everyone is a part of it everyone's a part of it yeah
0: i guess you have to wait a bit longer to see the kind of fruits of your labor in a way yeah because of the medium that you're involved in yeah
2: but then also that is the beauty of the live stream is that it is live and there is a similar energy exchange as well that usually me or someone else will be sitting there directing it talking to the camera operators and editing at the same time and reacting to the music and it does at times feel like you're almost jamming with the band because you're reacting to the energy that's coming out.
1: I'm glad you feel that way, because sometimes I think, oh, man, like this moment right here. George, but yeah. out, no, man. You're getting something from it yeah. by giving, effectively. Yeah.
0: Can you talk more about the flag, the amazing steam down flag?
1: It's all right, isn't it? It's all right. <laughs> Again, these conversations, right? I actually originally did a flag for one of my mentors. His name's Larry Chiangpong. And he has this series called Relic Traveller, which is, it's like a pan-African Afro-future concept. Imagine just all the African nations, you know, forming peace, coming together. It's like this kind of future, a kind of almost utopian future for Africa and a dystopian future for the West. I didn't make it up. It's just how it goes, right? He commissioned me to make a flag originally, which actually flew at the top of Somerset House for like six months. Crazy, man. The flag was for the United Nations of Africa, basically. I think Wayne saw me and that flag, and he saw it, and it's like, okay, listen, I'm not out here saying that Steam Down is like some military or anything like that, but it'd be nice if there's something, a symbol that could kind of represent us. He really likes um Mali. Is it Damian Mali? which one is it? One of the Mali brothers. He has a flag bearer at every one of his shows. Right. And he literally runs up and down stage, left, right, waving his flag. And it's just like, it gets everybody amped. It gets everybody hyped. It's like, yeah, this flag, he's waving our flag. And that might be even a thing for like the diaspora in a sense. Often we are having those conversations about feeling like we don't belong, even though we live somewhere and whatnot. Our parents are from here, but we brought up here. Like I'm a Londoner for sure. Couldn't call myself English. But not even a disrespect, not even a disrespect. I love English people. Then ones words, you have to disclaim. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we were at Glastonbury and just having a big flag to wave and the crowd just going with it, it was great. And I guess the design of the flag, we had loads of different concepts, but um, we kind of whittled it down to maybe like three. There was a concept of a dish, that concept of everybody adding something to the dish, um, that swirl. Right? Almost like a cosmic concept, like planets and moons and all of that sort of stuff align. And there's a lot of wannabe New Age people in Steam Down fam. There's so, a lot of them. Um, I just wanted to please them a little, little bit. And um, the last one, I think it was kind of harmony. Like you can feel a sense of harmony. And it's really funny because at Steam Down, even though we have the Steam Down official colours and whatnot. I remember one week I came with the flag and everybody was wearing all the colours of the flag, which was fantastic. I don't know, it just all felt right. It's warmth, you know. And um, it's Kieran, isn't it? Yeah. Kieran's also a good friend of Wayne's. She originally designed a speaker kind of symbol that you see on a lot of steam dance work. And I was like, the vibration of that has to speak in the flag as well. So it's just all of those concepts kind of just finding its way into a big circular motion moon looking thing that you can wave around.
2: And then to extend that at Glastonbury. Oh my days, Glastonbury was hype. Uh, well, when we had passed on those files of the different designs of yeah. the flag, the Illustrator files. So I got to see all of the like, different iterations that you went through before you got to the final version. But the reason for that was so that we could then pull that illustration apart and
1: animate it. i got to spud you for that one. Listen On the screen at Glastonbury. <laughs> man turned up because there's no time to animate. Guy just came and took all of that. And again, it's that melting pot. It's that everybody's adding their bit and somebody else is taking that and then doing something else with it. And, um, it's like a jam. Yeah, like a big jam. That's great. Even though we're like visual artists, we yeah. just found yeah. our way to use the same, same kind of mantra, same kind of formula.
2: And it's nice hear he's talking about that kind of planetary influence because that is something that we noticed and then added that kind of orbit to have the bits spinning around, like those moons spinning around the, the planet. And also we made the speaker vibrate as well in the middle.
0: I was going to ask you if you work together very often.
1: We will. It's another thing that's been long in,
2: in the making.
1: Bro, we've been talking about this meeting for a minute now. Yeah. It's cause I don't live in South. Everyone's in South for some reason. I'm the like the lonely <laughs> the lonely North Londoner, yeah. You man don't like moving up across the river. I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know? There's there's secret stuff in the works. That's 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 what I wanna say. It's hard to know how much to reveal. <laughs> but let's just use the word animate.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Say no more. <laughs> um, we're gonna move away from Steam Down now. Can you talk about like your path into what you do now?
2: Uh, so when I was born, my parents ran a video training and production company in Deptford in, in the Albany, where Steam Downs now played a few shows. So I grew up around music and film equipment, but also my parents were in a band together, so I grew up around music stuff as well. So music and film have always been there throughout my life. When... I was nine or ten, like, started getting taught drums by, like, the janitor at my school. So that was the start of my music-making side. Then, yeah, when I was, like, five or six, my big brother would make films, but using me and my little sister as, like, actors. Awesome. So, yeah, very early on involved in, in filmmaking. But I didn't really pick up a camera until 11, 12. Made lots of videos just with my friends, like, all the way through to kind of college time
0: you say 11 12 like it's really old Mm -hmm. It's like super young to be making films
2: yeah
1: he's a protege
2: yeah doing filmmaking for a long time basically what
0: kind of music do you make Uh, i shouldn't have mentioned making music (laughs)
2: because i just play around and then don't let anyone hear what i've made but for me at least at the moment it is just like a hobby almost like a therapeutic thing film and music have always been like two massive passions of mine so it makes sense that my favorite things to make films about are music
0: who else have you worked with other than steam down
2: so there's a music blog called the 405 so that was actually where i really cut my teeth in music filmmaking Uh, me and my sister would go and interview bands and do acoustic sessions with them and we made a lot of videos maybe like almost 100 videos over the course of one year but more recently i shot behind the scenes on a music video for jen and kiru which I was gonna ask you or me about. Did you do something with her?
1: Yeah, so the flag that I yeah. made for Larry was in the video that she did for um Kamasi Washington mm. with the three girls doing the funky dancing, and yeah. stuff like that. She's she's dope, man. She's been killing the game right now, man, for the sake.
0: What about you and me? How did you get into art?
1: Oh. So I'm an illustrator slash muralist, sometimes animator. Uh, I've been drawing since as long as I can remember. I'm still into frigging computer games and comics and all of that sort of stuff. I really like like the dynamic angles you can get in like video games and stuff like that. Funny enough, video games a big part of my music taste as well. To be honest, you know, I just think of all the little like chip tunes and the Super Mario tunes, and I'm a Nintendo boy from day dot. I used to put the game on just to hear the title music over and over and over wow. again you know so i used to do that i used to collect magazines draw characters from the magazines and stuff like that so there's always a kind of heroic movement action hero-y comic-y stuff in the stuff that i do in terms of key influences for me other than computer games i was big into anime from like 15 to about 21 and my favorite favorite anime ever is an anime called samurai champloo <laughs> listen have you watched it yet bro bro <laughs>
2: yeah and there's been conversations <laughs> with people of whether I should watch shampoo first or Bebop first. Bebop
1: first yeah we had this conversation I think I told you Bebop first and then shampoo. Okay. so uh Shinjiro Watanabe Flying Lotus had a video out recently uh with Anderson Paak I can't remember what it's called but it's really good it's got a really funky kind of animated video in it and Watanabe basically made an anime called Bebop Cowboy Bebop which is like an ode to jazz and uh, Samurai Champloo, which is an ode to hip hop. Cowboy Bebop is like this space opera kind of space cowboy, kind of bounty hunter, kind of futuristic stuff, which feels very old school. It feels very seventies jazz type of vibe. And Samurai Champloo is a story about the Edo period in Japan, which, you know, it's totally set in like just before the West came and really started changing things up. But it uses hip hop and the language of hip hop to kind of tell that story. So there's like one samurai who's like really straightforward and like really well well put together. Um, but then there's another one who basically break dances while he fights. He's literally spinning on his head, kicking people with his legs and swiping their legs with a sword. Like. But just the movement of it was so encouraging for me as an artist just to see how you could create movement with still images and stuff. But the soundtrack, oh my days, the soundtrack. Yeah? Nujabes, rest in peace, my G. Yeah? Like, let's just say he's kind of like the Jay Dilla of Japan. Anyway, he did the soundtrack for this anime. And it was in a really weird period for me because I was really... I, I lost love for pop music around this time of my life. I lost love for commercial music. I lost love for all of that. I didn't even like hip hop at the time. But that anime kind of got me back into it because I, I used to listen to that soundtrack on repeat, watch the anime, and I draw to it. You know, that's kind of got me more into doing more street art, got me into this whole kind of performance way of working because I like the fact that people could see me create what I make. I like the whole movement of it. And. Um, yeah, New Jabez, this guy called Uyama Hiroto, it's just motivation for me drawing.
0: To listening to at the moment i'm on a uh, new graphic
1: yes my guy man like yes my g ensemble yeah? yeah yeah it's good stuff man it's good stuff it's
2: good it took me a while to get around to
1: listen to it but it is really good he does a whole house jazz vibe thing really really nicely man new graphic new, new graphic he's from paris
2: and does sort of broken beat jazzy hip hoppy Uh, Yeah, he's part of the D9 extended family.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I have to say it again. Uyama Hiroto. Best things come out from Japan. Oh my, listen, there's an album called Freeform Jazz. Been listening to it for the past two years. I'm still not bored of it. Yeah? That and Hiatus Koyote, because they're like my other favorite band. I'm basically a Hiatus hype man as well. It's quite bad. When I found out that they were my age, that was a massive revelation for me. It kind of, it was, again, that encouragement. It was kind of like, rah, these guys are my age and they're so good. That means I need to be that good at what I do. And that was such a nice encouragement for me. I don't know, do you ever feel that way? Like with musicians, obviously we take in a lot, but that's, we like their music. But when you think about who they are, they are contemporaries, technically.
2: I think it's dangerous to compare yourself to other people, especially with age, because then you get into thinking, ah, oh, I'm way behind or mm. that sort of thing. I try not to think about it too much. Because everyone's on their own journeys.
1: That's true. I guess it depends on your on what you can take from it and, yeah. and how you approach it. Because for me it was like it was a boost of motivation. It was like, wow, they're that good. But what's stopping me from being that good? But I feel you, bro. I feel you. Oh my days. Sorry. Listen. Hector Plimmer. He's great. Can I tell you the story, please? Can I tell you the story? Go for it. Okay. So Anders Fire, yeah? Friggin' love her. Yeah. She's a beautiful human being. I think sometime last year, I listened to Hector's old um, album, Sunshine, and I banged that tune out. Emma-Jean has a sick remix of that tune, Sunshine, right? So I'd be just pumping out this tune, like week after week for like, for almost like a year, like almost like for ages. And I was just like, wow. And then I was, I've been chatting to to Anders Fine, I just said to Andrea, Love, this girl's voice, she seems kind of like you, you know, it's kind of sick. She texts me back, it's like, oh, that is me. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Strange light on my face, is that you? Have you come to give me food? Over bodies and rooms, you touch and hold growth clustered in groups. We scream out, mother, by thrown telephones, give the word, and we will torch.
1: Amazing because it wasn't because I knew her, it was literally I just really liked the tune. And that's been happening to me a lot recently just people around me making top, high quality music, high quality artwork. And there, there's an accessibility about them as well, which I really appreciate, especially as a Londoner. I've, you know, born and raised here, and I'm finally feeling like things around me and people around me and all these connections are adding up. We're contemporaries, we're in this, we're doing it, we're telling our stories. And it's kind of our time now. That's beautiful for me. So when I think of who I'm listening to, honestly, listen to all of my friends, all my peeps.
0: That's awesome. There
2: is a danger. Like the, the other day I went to a gig, there was some Steamed Down family there, but it wasn't just Steamed Down. And I realised I need to make sure that I go to some gigs that aren't Steamed yeah. Down sometimes yeah. to mix it up. Part of what makes Steamed Down special is that it's not just like redoing the same jazz stuff. It, they are mixing so many different types mm. of music and everyone in the band listens to all different sorts of music as well. Which I think it's important
0: so what i'm really interested to know is dream project you've got all the money in the world you can work with anyone you want on anything you want what would it be who would it be with
2: i would like to do beyonce music video
1: jeez i did First not thing expect thing that, that. that for the money or is that if you had the money because that's that's Mueller, man that's mullah baby this is a money
0: is no object yeah. question
1: if i could work with anyone But I guess
2: that's one part of the question. The other question is if I had unlimited money, then of course I would want to do stuff with a lot of my friends, make music videos with them, and many documentaries. I think time is my actual main struggle at the moment. I guess time is money. But I just wish I had more time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But what about you? Is this like in terms of like a music artist?
0: Ideally, but if you've got somebody else that you want to say, then maybe you can say them as well or give us two.
1: Yeah, I um, I really want to work on a completely fully animated music video computer game experience, and I'd love to get friggin' Uyama Hiroto on it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's hard to get a hold of. I went to Japan, I couldn't even find him. Flip sake. but maybe like do a really cool kind of conscious movement experience with like Roots maneuver or something like that. Just have that kind of like you know this would be something people gonna be thinking about type of experience, you know. Gee, just catch him, <laughs> just catch him in the ends, in the east line. That's my g
2: Someone recently asked me if you could split yourself in two, like what would the other half do? And my answer was, I'd you know, just try and make video games and music. I think I'd put together a similar project, some sort of virtual reality, interactive, yeah, musical experience.
1: Yeah. It's just time. It might be a bit different for a musician because, in a way, musicians a lot of the time they get a kind of immediate effect with what they do. Mm. Whereas us, well, me anyway. I have to go through this process of stopping everything and sitting down and drawing.
0: What advice would you give to young artists that want to make work about music in terms of like if they wanted to get into a scene or work with a particular artist?
1: I think just look at the people around you because as much as it seems like we stumbled upon this scene this burn up and stuff like that, they were our friends. Hmm. They weren't just these big bands that we were like, oh man, we really want to work with them it was just creative people around us who were doing things and we vibed off each other in that sense so i would say definitely look around and see who you can bounce off
2: find your tribe like the people that give you
1: energy definitely that's very helpful like try and create or be in a space where people are making and doing things and um see how you can contribute also don't be afraid to just make something you know yeah i did the a series of steam down sketches I was just taking each of their characters. And sometimes I'd see like other young people come to see that and they'd see my artwork and they'd say, Oh man, I would really like to do something like that. And I'm like, just do it. Just make it. Don't don't hold back. Like don't don't be like, Oh, you're not connected enough to them. Just come up with a little concept and just make something of it. Just go for it. Also try to in some way represent them. They're your friends or they're your people. They're your guys. Like everybody likes artwork being made of them. A lot of the time artists or musicians even, we don't always have the time to be documenting ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's why often when you see like fan art of artists and musicians and stuff, they always feel incredibly fatted because they ain't got the time to do all of that. But if you've managed to get the dope photograph of them, a the dope you know, recording of them, or even what they're saying, you know, what their music, how their music speaks to you, just create something of that and put it out there. They will appreciate it. Well, If they don't appreciate it directly, people who like their music will appreciate that as well
0: that's good advice yeah i can relate to that. that's how i got involved in stuff as well It's people around me being in the right place at the right time kind of thing turning up
1: yeah 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 you got to make time for it as well though it's your craft as well like remember put time into your craft good art takes time you know good art actually takes time and when i learned that i felt so much more relieved about the fact that i don't have like everything all there together i just know that it takes time and sometimes the best stuff that i make is when i've just took out time to to make something
2: i think that's why it's important to find something that really inspires you because creating takes a lot of time and energy and if you're working on something that just doesn't inspire you doesn't pull you along it's not something that you would be doing just for yourself just for the fun of doing it you're gonna run out of steam
0: defo what are you working on at the moment i've recently
2: quit my job to focus more on steam down and related stuff so i'm excited to like start some new relationships starting to work with skin deep we filmed a event recently which is inwa ellums he did a talk
1: i'm gun fingering right
0: yeah, now. yeah he's I'm brilliant
2: that was also at the albany and Dufford, so it was a nice moment for me
0: he's been around for a long time yeah, for a Always while he's grafting away and repping great.
1: it's funny seeing like everyone kind of knows who he is now because like literally from years ago i've been just seeing this donny like and just again like Everyone's kinda of reconnecting, like we're contemporaries now. We're we're literally all finding each other in this space, this alive space right now. It's cool, man. I've been working with a group called Unit Thirty One, which are really good. And they have this night called Salt Peanuts, which is an open mic. Ty T Y the rapper, he hosts he hosts it every month and he's got such good energy. And um, it's nice to kind of be in a different space and do stuff with them. I do all their flyers as well when they have like certain events. I always try to capture the mood and put it in a flyer so people can get the vibe of the place. So I'm doing that and I'm I'm still trying to find time to <sighs> work on my own frigging comic illustration stuff. There's like more kind of album and single covers in the work.
2: Um, something else I've got coming up, I'm going to do a behind the scenes piece for Ifei Obunjobi. He's plays the trumpet for Ezra Collective, but he's, he's doing a solo show. Just looking forward to getting more into that type of thing. It
0: sounds really exciting, quitting your job and having all of that. Yeah, a
2: bit scary, but more, definitely more exciting than
1: scary. Yeah, because we, we had that mini conversation the other day, didn't we, about like, am I really living this life though? Yeah. <laughs> but you, when you're in it, you're in it, you just make it work. Like, um, Yeah, just being an artist and just like dedicating your time to it and your life to it is... It's definitely a bit scary, especially in London. So it's like a lot of the work that I've been getting of recent has been through this community and the people around me and it's like it's helped me keep afloat. so there's there's ways of making it work. We just need to get on with
2: it. That's why I recommend try and find your tribe because they can really support you in terms of kind of networking for work, but also just support you as a person, which I think is important when you're freelancing sometimes you are working alone a lot it's good to have the the support networks to help you through.
1: What's good about the community is that everybody's looking for opportunities to pay each other. So that's been quite nice. Everyone's like, okay, so where can we find this money to get this paid and that paid? And everybody's in that kind of mindset. Everyone's like, okay, we need to also make this sustainable for ourselves, which is the challenge. But you can't start answering that question unless you're in it and doing it. Mm.
0: I'm so stoked. This has been really great. I've really enjoyed it. Can you you tell us where to find you?
1: Woomzoom.com. Woomzoom on everything. I don't really use Twitter that much, but Instagram, I'm a fiend. You catch me pretty much every day on Instagram doing something stupid.
2: Similarly, just George Nindy everywhere. Don't use Twitter so much, but Instagram, George
1: Nindy, GeorgeNindy.com. Whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah.
0: I want to say thank you to Frank Merritt of yeah, the Carvery. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. For hosting us.
1: Thank you. It's a beautiful space, bros. Beautiful.
0: Thanks for listening. Thank you to George Nindy and Wumzum for sharing their vision of sound. To Francis Redmond for the soundtrack. Thank you also to Frank Merritt at the Carvery for the recording and Ian Phillips for the additional audio magic. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe or leave a review on iTunes. This will really help other people to find Vision of Sound and hear from the talented artists we talk to. Visit georginacook.net forward slash vision of sound or at the vision of sound on Instagram for images to accompany this and other episodes.